Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome. It's News Talk 1130 WISN. The Retirement Clinic is on the air with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Joe Still, financial advisor and uh, part of this show and hosting the show many times, is back in studio. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Paul. Great to be back. Great to have you on. Um, there's many, when I said financial advisor, later in the show we'll kind of explain what all these CFPs and these designations mean. Yeah. Uh, here's what you need to know about the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. That's your focus. That's your niche. Yeah. Retirement. Absolutely. We specialize in retirement. Um, most of our clients are nearing or in retirement. Uh, we help clients honestly, on a monthly, daily, weekly basis, um, put that plan in place to retire. If you have $750,000 or more and you're nearing that point and you don't have a plan, um, give us a call and we can help you. Or if you want a second opinion on your current plan, uh, give us a call at uh, 2625-224040. And we have a passion for working with retirees and those close to retirement uh, love my job, love what love what I do, uh, and we'd love to help you. You know, Jeff Kowal and I have been doing this show, I think, 21, 21 years, right? Yes. Does that sound right? Yes. It yes. was uh, You're in the right around year. September 11th, of 2001, we started. I know because Jeff always reminds me we were taken off the air for wall-to-wall coverage of of 9/11, yeah, which we had to do, but boy, we've you know we've talked with you guys over the years, and Monday through Friday, you and your staff do the market updates during Mark Belling show, so you hear us Monday through Friday. But now on the weekends, you get a full hour to talk about retirement. Coming up on today's show with Joe Steele, Aaron Kowal, the boss for business owners and their savings. That segment, the boss. Or this, yeah, it's called the boss segment. I got it confused here. The sexy segment you're going to do today. Yes. The sexy segment is, oh, about three quarters of the way through the hour. And it's about wealth management and preservation. Any kind of tease for us there, Joe? What do you got for us today? Yeah, I think I have a great topic, uh, charitable giving. Um, You know, thinking about if you are in that ballpark of having a million dollars or more in net worth, um, a lot of those folks like to give some of that money away. Um, and I have a, a teaser is I have a great way to be able to do that. Also coming up, I-bonds. You may have heard about I-bonds lately. Uh, are we in a bear market? The answer is yes, Joe. Um, we're going to start with that. So stay tuned for all those things that we teased. But here's the beginning of the show. The main topic we're going to start with, retirees do's and don'ts in a bear market. Joe Still, we're in a bear market. Yes, and that would be defined as uh, stocks, you know, and I'll call it just kind of the S&P 500 in general going down 20 plus percent. Uh, we tipped into it in June, and then we had a bounce off of that bottom, and then we established a new bottom here in October, and uh, so we went back into that down 20 plus percent in stocks. Yeah. And, you know, we hear this, but what does that mean? What do I do? If anything, do I make changes? Well, you've got a list of things we should be doing, Joe, and then what we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Kind of the do's and don'ts. And and, and this really uh, is something I developed through all of the conversations I've had, uh, honestly, the, the majority of this year uh, with my clients. And, um, you know, I developed this by 
you know, I'm going to go through and, and I've highlighted about five different do's and don'ts. And, and the, the format I'll, I'll explain everything in is for each of these items, I'll give you the, the do and the don't right up front. Obviously, oh, yeah. when you give a do, you know, normally the, <laughs> the opposite of that is the don't. So yeah. I'll talk a little bit about both and then go into the reasoning behind it. Like, do I buy here? Well, that would mean there's a certain time to buy, but then there's a don't <laughs> right. buy here. I right. get what you're saying. Right. Um, so you got about five. Let's start uh, with number one. Yeah. So number one is have a plan. Um, and that is the definite do, you know, especially we talked earlier about, you know, if you're nearing or in retirement or if you just retired and you're going through this time period of high volatility in a bear market, um, you know, it, it can give you some peace of mind if you have a plan. Obviously, the don't is is the opposite. Don't just wing it. Um, as we talked about earlier, you know, give our office a call if you're sitting there without a plan and you're in retirement or close to retirement. By winging it, let me just give you a generic uh, hypothetical. A guy's been working at a company. He's in his mid-50s. Let's just say he's 56. Oh, that's my age. <laughs> Let's just say he's Paul. His name is Paul. And he has a 401k plan and he's doing pretty good. He watches us go up and go down over the years, but he keeps contributing. There's a company match of, let's say, for example, 3%. Um, there are guys that just do that, but they don't have an advisor. They just kind of ride it out, right. which can be okay. You can be successful, but there's some things that maybe he's missing out on. In fact, he could be doing better perhaps, or maybe he missed out on some changes he should have made during a bear market like we're in. Correct. There are so many risks on, on things you don't even consider. And, you know, it, it's, it's about putting those puzzle pieces together. And when you're in your late fifth, when you're, I, I should, I'll, I'll flip that around. When you're in your 20s, in all honesty, yes, save as much as you possibly can. Uh -huh. And you can throw it in 100% stocks. You got a ton of time to, to, for the market to recover. And don't panic. I, I over think it's always great to have a plan. But when you're young, it's okay if you're saving a lot. That's the key. You're and putting it away. Putting it away. Especially if there's a company but, match and you get a right. 401k, take right. it. But when you get into your, your 50s, now you're getting much closer to hopefully retirement. And it's it becomes extremely important that what if you just set it and forget it? That's what most people do with set their 401k. Set it and forget it. So you don't do anything. I know the yeah. market's down, yeah. but I'm told to ride it out, which I think the advice generally, Joe, is you're like, yeah, don't panic. We're not saying go to cash and yeah. put it under the mattress. Right. But maybe there's things I could be doing. But yeah, I, I was getting back to that point of if you're in your 50s and you set it and forget it for all these years, you might be taking way too much risk. And how would you know that if you didn't have Just, a plan in place? As we see the finish line, Joe, and retirement nears, do most people get more conservative with their selections? Or should they get more conservative? Yes. And the reason being is because when we go through time periods of a bear market, and if you're a year or two out from retirement, you don't want to have too much on the stock side so it takes you too long to recover from that bear market. That's right. Yeah, think of that. 12 months from now, I'm going to retire. How risky do you really want to be? All right. Uh, I didn't want to slow you down, but those, no, these no. are real-life situations with a hypothetical Paul. Yeah. Just, so, so you know, getting back to this plan, you know, the, the key is putting that plan for retirement together um, and having stress testing that plan. 
a few different ways. And the way we do it is, is we use some software that stress tests the plan in a couple of ways. One, we use what's called a Monte Carlo simulation. So it's a thousand different trials. We know the market doesn't go up, you know, 5% every year. Uh, the market goes up and down. And that's what that Monte Carlo simulation does. It simulates the real world. So you want to, you know, let's just say, let's say this hypothetical Paul needs $5,000 a month to live on in retirement. So what that Monte Carlo simulation will do is it will run all the a thousand different trials of the market going up, down, sideways for, for your retirement period. Let's say it's 30 years and it spits back a probability of success. Well, what does success mean? Well, success is defined by our program of you going through all these different 1000 trials and never running out of money and still paying yourself that $5,000 a month. Yeah. And so would you probably become accustomed to, I mean, do most people want the same in retirement that they did all those working years, Joe? Yeah, usually your income kind of stays flat for a while and then starts to go down as you start to slow down in life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, usually if you're younger and more active, which most most people are when they retire, you're going to travel more. And what a lot of people find is when they stop working, everything they want to do costs money, hmm. or at least and most nowadays of the things they in want inflation, to do cost money. more right. Right. New car, new travel, everything yeah. is just costing more. So I like I like the well, starting with number one, have a plan. Yeah. There are people that just wing it, and if they're saving, I guess that's okay. But if yeah, if you're in your fifties, now you're nearing that finish line. Right, is everything set up? Yep. So another way we stress test that plan is we we actually simulate a 2008 type of recession happening in the first few years of retirement. And, you know, that is apropos today, um, you know, because of the bear market, you know, we, we've entered in the really volatile year with high inflation that we've had. And so we, we put on the first two years of retirement that the market goes down pretty significantly for you. And so the reason we do that, we want you to have peace of mind that if I do go through this type of experience, the first couple of years I retire, I don't have to change my lifestyle. That's I don't right. have. I'm still going to have enough money, even to though maintain we're, that the economy's kind and, of you know struggling and and we're in a bear market. Yeah. Yes. You don't have to make any. Uh, you know. You don't have to sacrifice. You don't things. have to sacrifice your lifestyle because you've already planned for this yeah. to happen. Well, um, and quite honestly, you deserve it. If you you work 30, 35 years, I don't know what the average is. Probably it just depends. Everybody yeah. retires at a different age, right. Joe. Right. Right. Absolutely. So. So yeah, you you want to stress test it in a couple of ways. You want to have a plan. If you don't, um, you know, give our office a call two six two five two two forty forty, and we'll help you and walk you through that that planning process. The do's and don'ts with Joe Still on WISN's Retirement Clinic, which is of course hosted by the Kowal Investment Group. Check out the Kowalway.com. Uh, if you've got questions about the show today and you want an answer, we'll give you the best way to get that question answered. It is by calling the Kowal Investment Group. That is two six two five two two forty forty two six two five two two forty forty. Let's continue this retirees do's and don'ts, Joe, in a bear market. So this one we've talked about a lot over the last uh, few years. I remember back in 2020 when the bottom fell out, um, talked a lot about this. Stay invested is a big do. Is that when uh, COVID hit? That's number two. Yes. Yeah. So around March, February or March of 2020. Yeah. I remember March 23rd, 2020 was the bottom. 
That you know, I, looking back on it, and that was a I, really I, tough time. The market fell like thirty-five to forty percent in twenty-one trading days. So, uh, and that and happened so fast. It happened so fast, and I know it's emotional. I'm emotional too. I look at my my um, you know retirement accounts and look at those statements, and it's hard to look at. But the key when things get really volatile is, first of all, as we talked about, have a plan, have an investment plan. And then staying invested during these tough times. Uh, and the don't is, you know, don't sell or get more conservative, you know, in that bear market. Because a lot of times people let fear and emotion drive their decision making and they make a big mistake. And that can emotion cost, is a powerful, right, powerful that, thing that can cost you a lot of money and, and it can be at the exact wrong time. Uh, Who's in, happy in about retirement. markets going down and losing money? Nobody is, right? Nobody. But we've also had very good years where you're up 22, 23%, yeah. right? Yeah, and I'm going to share some stats that I, I think are going to help put things in perspective. The big picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what I've been doing with clients uh, all years, really just going over using history as a guide for the future. Um, you know, in the last 96 years, um, how many years, and I'm asking, uh, Paul, our oh, retiree another this quiz. <laughs> um, in the last 96 years, uh, so from 1926 to, through um, 2021, um, what? How many years did the S&P 500 finish with a positive return? Out of 96. Out of 96 years, how many, how many years positive? Did the, the S&P 500, so just stocks, finish yeah. with a positive return? Well, I'm def definitely going to be over 50. percent So I'll say out of 96 years, my answer is 53. Okay. Way low. 71 years, the market finished positive. 71 70, out of 96? Out of 96, which is 74% of the time. That'd be a really good average to have in a sport, wouldn't it? Yes. Yes. Take baseball course. example. Or a completion passing percentage if you're so, talking football. So it did good. Yeah. So, so there is a compelling reason to stay invested because the longer you stay invested, the better chance you have of making money. Now, here's the real telling That included stat. the 29 crash. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, you said 1926. Yes. So on average, so, you're doing good. Yes. So to take it a step further, how many out of those 71 years that we the market finished up for the year, how many years did the market finish up 20 plus percent? So 20 percent or higher. I mean, that's a lot, right? So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go low here. Out of those 71 years, um, 18. Double that, 36. Wow. Which is an amazing That's half. So half. 20 plus percent for the year. And there's been a few of them in the last, you know, uh, four out of the last five years were very close to that. Three of them were oh, yeah. for sure. Since um, COVID, I mean, post COVID, right? It was yeah. until recently. I mean, a bear market is what's the definition again of a bear market, Joe? So that is stocks going down 20 plus percent. 20 or more. Or more. And that's in, also in a, a correction, a we say, right? Or is a correction? A correction is, is less than 20. Less than So 20. that's like, you know, somewhere between 10 and 15%. Okay. So we're a in a bear market. So we're in a bear you market. You need to be aware of things and do the do's and don'ts. There are, you know, things to do it the right way and the bad way. Now, let's look on the flip side of that 96 years. So we know 71 were positive, 25 were negative. Out of those 25 negative years, the mark stocks finished down. How many years do you think the market finished down 20 plus percent? So down 20 plus percent. Which is a lot, right? Out of 25, and that much down, uh, eight, six. Well, that's pretty close. So let me list those years for you. So 
These are really bad Think years. Think about these years. Yeah. 2008, yeah. recession, bad one. 2002, recession, not real bad one, but pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 1974. Uh, oh, gosh. That was a year before I was born. Um, I just think but, I, yeah, the 70s in uh, general. It was bad. That was a bad recession. And then it was um, in the 30s. There was three years in the 30s. So it was 37, 31, and 30. It, a recession are two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Are we still defining the recession the same way? So I would look at it a little more broad um, because that that um, gross domestic product number gets revised pretty significantly from month to month. So um, I would look at it um, in, a, in a broader scale. And I don't think – I follow the economic data every week. I don't think we're in a – technically we're in a recession yet. Um, but if, if the Fed keeps tightening – we we and slows demand down enough. We are most likely headed in that direction. Do we expect one more Fed rate hike this year in the fourth I would, quarter? I would expect that. I've, I mean, you hear that. You know, yeah. you you watch TV and all the pundits have different opinions, but most are agreeing one more. Okay, so we're going to see mortgage rates go up yet from where they're at, Joe. Yeah, I I would definitely expect. I that. mean, we're in inflation, but basically, here's the good news: the big picture. There's only five times that it was that bad, twenty percent or more. Six times. Six. six I'm sorry. Six That's times. Okay. My guess was eight. Yep. The answer is you, six. Okay. We uh, let's continue this list. The do's and don'ts. Yeah. So just to wrap this number one up, uh, or excuse me, number two about staying invested. So the the thing we don't want to do is we don't want to try to time the market. Can it be done? Of course, it could be done, but it's very risky. And not very many people can do it because you have to be right twice, when to take it out and when to put it back in. This one, I think, is going to help bring that into focus. So in the last 20 years, 21 of of the 25 worst trading days were followed within a month by one of the best trading days. So let me say that again. So in the last 20 years, 21 of the 25 worst trading days were followed within a month by one of the best trading days. 21 out of 25 is a lot. Yeah. High percentage. And it does seem like a good trading day does follow bad. Why? What is there reasoning so for this? When we see extreme levels of volatility, big down days, um, people come in and buy, right? Warren Buffett, when people are fearful, be greedy. Okay, so people come in and buy on those days. So what tends to happen is you have huge up days close together within a month. Of huge down days. Of huge down days. So So here's here's the key. If I'm going to sell, if I'm going to get out of this market, when do I get back in? A lot of people will stay out for a few months. You have the potential of missing some of the biggest performing days in the market. And history dictates... It happens. Yeah. So here, you've got to be, I like what you said about time in the market. You do have to be right twice. Twice. Buying so, and selling. So that's where, you know, in our, our initial reaction to the, our, our nest egg going down is, oh my gosh, you get emotional right away and you look at it and you say, your initial reaction is I need to pull back and protect. How do I do that? Well, I got to get out of this market. I need to get out of this market. And that is the last thing you want to do most of the time. 
Joe, um, the, um, let, wrap up number two. We'll break and continue the list because you got five, I know. Yeah, yeah. And we also have to squeeze in time for the I-bond discussion. That is something that a lot of people have been talking about, and Joe's got some thoughts on them. Yeah. Yeah, let me, let me wrap this number two up by just going through. I, I talked about the, again, in the last 20 years, 21 of the 25 worst trading days were followed within a month by one of the best trading days. So let's take you invested a million dollars in 1999. If you just left it in the S&P 500, at the end of 2021, that was worth $5.9 million. Wow. Okay? A million so a huge, dollars? A million dollars invested. Huge return. If you missed, let's say you tried to time the market in a down market, and you took it out, and you missed the best 10 days in the S&P 500. Yeah. That number goes from $5.9 million down to two point seven. So your one million initially is only two, two seven, point seven, which is okay. Fine, I'm up, but it could be five. Then let's say you stayed out way too long and you missed the top twenty five performing days. That million dollar investment in, in after twenty one years is worth um, one point two million. You made two hundred grand. Yeah, the significant differences. So that's the risk. That's why we spend our time up front putting yep. an investment strategy and plan together that you're comfortable with at the right risk level and uh, and and you'll do well through these tough times. That was, that's why we stay invested. You're also learning from history, Joe. You're basing your judgment on this is historically what happens in the right. stock market. Right. This is good stuff. The do's and don'ts with Joe Still in a bear market. Now, we've got a few more to hit on when we come back. That, and then what are some good options for earning a little bit more in your cash or short-term investments? Are I-bonds for everyone? Joe's going to tell us his thoughts when we continue the sexy segment coming up. All of that good stuff with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Call them if you have a question. In fact, any question, call 262-522-4040. That is the phone number or the kowalway.com. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. It's estimated that 10,000 baby boomers hit retirement age every single day. That's a huge number. A lot of those are business owners. Many of these soon-to-be retirees have created and run a successful business for many years, but are now wondering what's the next step. They ask themselves many questions, like should they transfer their business to their children, their employees, or maybe sell the company to a third party? It's important to consider these issues. Statistically, 85% of a business owner's net worth is tied up in their business. So this makes it critical to get the planning done right. And if possible, get the planning done early as well. Having an exit plan puts you in control of the situation. If the planning is done and the groundwork is laid, then a lot of the stress can be taken out of what's going to happen with what is most likely your most valuable asset. It'll also provide you with adaptability and flexibility if plans change. Get your succession plan going now so something happens, there isn't a fire sale that can put your plans and your family's plans in jeopardy. Back on Saturday mornings, every Saturday at 10 o'clock, the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. And Joe Still is here. I know financial advisor is your title, but what the heck? 
Let's give out this designation. <laughs> uh, What's your real I title? do have a designation. It's a Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor. And so I had to go through some classes and take some tests to uh, to earn that designation. And it just focuses on retirement planning. Which and is so, what the show does, yeah, which yeah. is what the Coal Investment Group does. We do market updates uh, on WISN with the Coal Investment Group Monday through Friday. You hear my Mark Belling show, 3 and 5 o'clock news blocks. Today's topic is big. And we'll hit that I-bond topic for those of you interested. We'll finish this list, Joe, of the do's and don'ts in a bear market. We're in a bear market right now. You're a number three. You've got five. Yeah. So we started off with having a plan, extremely important. Uh, Then we went to staying invested, especially when times get tough. Having that plan, that investment plan, and sticking with that strategy. This one's a big one, too. And we talk all the time to our clients about the importance of staying diversified. Uh, with your portfolio. And so that's the do for number three is stay diversified. Uh, the don't is um, do not move your allocation to one particular area. And and I'll, I'll choose these words carefully and bet that one particular sector is going to outperform. And I'll, okay. uh, the example there would be, uh, hey, Paul, you know, should we just kind of put 70% of my portfolio into energy because it's doing really well? And yes, we could do that, but the risk of energy coming down and energy is extremely volatile. So if you want a big roller coaster ride, um, we could do that. But the majority of our clients come to us not to make them wealthy, to preserve, protect that wealth, take income from it, and then hopefully eventually pass that on to yeah. to their heirs or wherever they'd like that money to go eventually when, when they- Yeah, this is not about winning the lottery. Right, right. But I wanted to I wanted to play a little bit of devil devil's advocate. We talked a little bit earlier about you know whether you think we're in a recession or not. Um, we're in a bear market, um, very volatile. We're in inflation. We we have high inflation. Um, what if we do go into a two thousand eight event? How did a retirees portfolio do in two thousand eight? So again, we learned from history. I'm not going to sit here and say everything's going to go exactly the same way. But just keep in mind, if you think this is completely different than any other time in history, you could be right. But a lot of times we say that when we're in it. Exactly. That goes with a lot of things. I've never seen a political race this volatile or this where, you know, actually, yeah. If you study history, (laughs) yes, there has been time. I know you're right. I think human nature is to always think everything is worse than it is or we overhype things. Sometimes you have to put things in perspective. And I think you're doing that here. Yeah. So the importance of staying diversified. So let's look at 2008. So the top of the market in 2008 was in October of 2007. The bottom was in March of 2009. So that was the time frame. A diversified portfolio at about a 60-40 allocation, so about 60% stocks, 40% bonds. Again, worst recession we've experienced in our lifetime. That portfolio, that I'll I'll call it moderately aggressive 60-40 portfolio, well diversified, was down about 37% from the top in, in 2007 to the bottom in 2009. So take a guess at if I stayed invested... Again, point number two, staying invested is the key when things get volatile and when we go through a time, a bear market like this. If you were to stay invested, how long do you think it took for you to recover from get back to even going down 37%? How long does it take to recover? How many months did oh, it gosh. take you if you stayed invested in after I'm thinking, 2008? I actually have 
thinking years, so three years would be, th- you know, 36 months. Am I close? So if you were 100% in stocks, yeah. yes, that, that's 60. you were very close. Oh, at 100%. Okay. This is a 60-40 portfolio, diversified really well. Took 13 months. That's it? To get back to okay. even. That's a year. That's a year. See, that's when you're in things, time. they seem long. Like right. right now, it seems like, oh, man, gas right. prices, inflation, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, so again, very difficult to go through these time periods, fight that natural instinct of fear and emotion. Um, I call it the 24-hour rule. Before you do anything, wait 24 hours. Oh, totally. Emotions. Emotions. Let those cool down. Cooler heads will prevail. And then take a look at history and see, okay, how did the last recession go? So, again, if we, I'm playing devil's advocate saying, okay, we're going into a really tough recession. Um, that last really tough recession, a well-diversified portfolio, if you stayed invested, stuck with your investment strategy, you were back to even in about 13 months. So, so most it was, people- It was not a fun year, but boy, 13 months is not that long right. over, no. you know, in the and, big picture. And if you have the right plan and you plan for this event to happen, again, plan for the worst case scenario. And that was a bad one, Joe. You said down 37%. Down 37%. That's significant. Yeah. If you were 100% in stocks at that time, you were yeah. down about 55%. And it took you about three years to get back yeah. to to even. But if you were in your 30s then, or 40s, and you were planning to work 20 more years, you can, you can get through that time. But Joe, none of us have a crystal ball. We don't know how, starting with elections are going to turn out with the economy. We don't know if this will continue for X amount of months. So you go with a plan. You've got to have some structured plan that right. weathers the storm. Right. And if we look at how long do these events typically happen, the bear markets we've had, not counting this year, but through 2021, we've had 11 bear markets in the last 96 years. The average bear market only lasts about 1.3 years. Oh, an average bear. Okay. So it doesn't doesn't tend to last that long. Happens about every eight years. The downturn is about 39% in Uh, in negative return. A bear market, you described it before, is 20% or more. 20% or more. But that does not equate to necessarily a recession. They're two different things. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So are we getting through your list? I don't want to keep on interrupting um, you. No, just the the last one I had, uh, number four, the do was review your budget. When times get tough, that's a great time to go back and review your current budget. And honestly, reduce cost if you can. Uh, Make sure you have an emergency fund, at least six months of expenses when you're in retirement. That that is very helpful for time periods like this. What you don't want to do, if you can avoid it, is to take large lump sum withdrawals. So you you want to push those off if possible. If you are planning to take... You know, a big chunk of money out for um, a car purchase, for a vacation, maybe you put that off for now. Um, you know, it's always better so to, to take distributions out on a regular basis. Call it a monthly basis. Dollar cost averaging works when you invest and you're young and you're putting the same amount of money in each month because when the market comes down, you're able to buy more shares with that same amount yeah. of money. Yeah. The same thing. Uh, uh, happens when you're taking money out. It's better to take, say, on a monthly basis, a smaller amount. So, you know, when when the market's way down, right? You're not you're not selling big chunks and yeah. and taking a big loss on that. Also, for for people that are skeptical and say easy to, for you to say I'm watching it go down and down and down, it never seems to go up. 
uh, that's, again, emotion. Yes, it is going down, but boy, would you hate to miss out on those days when it goes up. Right. If, if it's just going back to 2020, that wasn't long ago. COVID seems like it's been, doesn't seem like it's been 10 years. Yeah. Well, it's over, right? I don't know. <laughs> that's what President Biden says. I guess it's over. I don't think in our lifetime it's ever over. Right, right. Um, but I think we've gotten back to pretty much normalcy, right? Yeah. yeah. In life. Life seems to me normal again. Right. Um, it, it's There's always going to be something in our lifetime. Going Study history. Correct. Going back to World War One, World War Two. my goodness. Um, the things this country has gone through, Joe, and survived. Right. Uh, what's going on lately? We're going to quickly hit. we got a couple minutes here, Joe. Good options for earning a little bit more cash on short-term investments. This is WISN's Retirement Clinic with the Cowell Investment Group. Financial advisor Joe Still is your host. You have been hearing about I-bonds, but are they for everyone? Yeah. And describe an I-bond. Yeah, an I-bond is issued by the, the Treasury of the United States, and it's an inflation-linked bond. And um gotten a lot of questions recently about it. And one of the main reasons is because it's linked to inflation, uh, part of, of, of the um, interest that it pays. And so its current rate right now is 9.62%. So it's pretty darn high right now. That's high. And you know how do you buy these? You have to actually go direct to the treasury. So you can go to treasurydirect.gov, um, open an account, um, fund that account, and then, and then buy the bonds. The max, here's the kicker. So it's not necessarily for everyone. If you have cash um, that's just sitting there, um, you know, in a bank account earning uh, very little, um, you are you are um, limited to 10000 a person. For an I-bond? For an I-bond. So the max you can buy is $10,000 a year. You know, if, if, if you have a spouse, obviously the two of you could could buy $20,000. That's 20, but yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's... it's it's not, I, a lot of people might th- think it's unlimited, right? I can buy as many as yeah, I can't. Yeah. And it's so it's not necessarily going to move the needle in, in money you can earn, but it is a good option if you have money just sitting in a, in a savings account. Um, one of the things to consider, though, is that um, you, you are restricted in liquidating this for, for a year. So you're locked in for a year. And then after that year, um, if you sell these bonds and liquidate these bonds within five years, you will owe some interest back. So the the most recent three months of interest, you'll have to pay um, hmm. back to the government. So, so um, they're meant or designed to be at least a five year at a minimum investment. Yeah, yeah. So I so mean, I would, something to consider, right? Something to consider. Yeah, if you have money that you're not going to use in the shorter term, and I would call it intermediate term, um, you know, they're a good option. The interest rate adjusts every six months. So at the end of October and the end of May, uh, it adjusts. So it's about to adjust again. I would expect it to come down because inflation has come down from its peak in June. Um, so, you know, you have to keep that in mind. But the interest is added, you know, Earned monthly, but accrued uh, uh, semi-annually. So, right. um, you know, and that's added to the principal value. Um, so, you know, it's a it's a good option for short-term cash. Again, it, you, not you, for everybody though. It's not for everyone. Yeah, there are um, some things you said where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, the max at ten thousand dollars. Again, that's not going to necessarily move the needle. The other option for really short-term money right now is CDs. They're paying pretty good. You know, three and a half plus percent right now wow. for a three month, for a six month. Think of that. We used to talk about CDs yeah. and roll our eyes under yeah. a percent, under 1% return. But the, the caveat I would give is if you, if your money, if the goals of the money are longer term, meaning 
greater than two or three years, mm-hmm. um, I would still bet on the stock market and a diversified portfolio outperforming two and a half, three and a half percent on over the next couple of years. Or an I bond is even an I bond. You said as high as nine percent. Nine percent. The return 9. on your investment right now. Yeah. yeah. Again, it sounds good in these times, but right. there are again, there's factors to consider. Right. But so for more longer term money, you're better off, you know, um, a good diversified stock portfolio made up of stocks and bonds. Exactly. Exactly. Joe, it's good stuff you point out. There's so many things behind the scenes and that's why you work with a financial advisor. Okay, here's the deal. Sexy segment is coming up next. It's about charitable giving. With the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Joe Still is your host today on News Talk 1130 WISN with Joe and Paul Cronforst. We'll be right back. All right, that music says it's time for the sexy segment on WISN's Retirement Clinic. What is that, you might ask? Maybe you've never heard it before. Actually, who has never heard us? <laughs> A lot of people, right? Maybe people you're tuning in the first time. It's about wealth management and preservation. Now, it's a feature on the Retirement Clinic. But each week, the sexy segment, Joe Still, our host today. Joe, you've got a different twist every week. Yeah, so the sex, sexy segment is designed for those that have a net worth of a million plus dollars. And uh, the theme this week is charitable giving. And it this comes from an article that I saw recently in Kiplinger's Magazine. Um, and it was an interview with Jacob Pruitt, the president of Fidelity Charitable, um, which is the na- nation's largest donor-advised fund. And I'll talk a little bit about that. And what is that donor advised fund? Um, but if you're looking, if you give money away right now um, in a fair amount, or if you're looking to take part of your nest egg and give money away, um, this this might be a good option for you to put that money in what's called a donor advised fund. And it's set up to allow you to donate money to your favorite organizations, as long as it's a nonprofit, that's the only qualification, you can take a chunk of money, let's call it, I'll just pick a number out of the air, let's call it $25,000, and you can put it into this, you can create a donor-advised fund account uh, with Fidelity. Um, There's other um, options there too, other investment companies that have these. Fidelity is the largest. But you can do this all online, create your own donor advised fund, put that money in, and get the full tax benefit of donating that money in one year. So that's the real kicker is that's if you itemize, or maybe this would allow you to itemize um, on your on your tax return. 25K is quite a bit. That's that's a lot, yeah. So that's yeah. a big tax benefit to, to doing that. What does it do? Sit in this fund until you actually, because you do have to give it to. Yes. A, so, so let's say it's make a wish or whatever. Right. Right, it could be a church. So the the great part about this fund is that you don't have to give the twenty five thousand dollars away right away. You don't have to give twenty five thousand to one organization. You can put this in this donor advised fund, pick investments for the um, the fund, invest that money, and then maybe only give five or six thousand a year. So there's um, so I don't have to give all of it away. No, 
Uh, well, eventually, eventually, eventually yeah. you do. Yeah, but the the great thing is you have the flexibility in being able to pick who and how much you want to give, and it's very simple to to set up. Very simple to go on really the site and say, okay, I want to give um, five thousand dollars to Make a Wish, so you can. Um, go online to your account and select Make-A-Wish Foundation, put their information in, and boom, Fidelity will send um, that um, check to them for that amount of oh, money. Okay, so it's uh, you pick $25,000. let us say it's more. Is there a limit to how much I can do? No. You can you can put as much as you'd like in this fund. Um, and and another, another great benefit of, of these donor-advised funds is if you have an account that Let's say you hold stock or you hold a, of a private company or a public company and you have a huge gain and, and so you're kind of restricted, you're handcuffed because you don't want to pay that big tax bill. But on the other hand, you want to give some money away, you can gain the tax benefit of donating that stock into the donor advised fund. Let's say you have $25,000 of stock and $24,000 is gain. Once you donate that to the donor advised fund, Fidelity is going to sell that right away. And since it's you're giving that money away, um, they they don't and they're a charitable organization, and that was a gift to them technically yep. from a tax perspective. Yeah. They can sell it without having to realize or pay any taxes on that gain. At my money's still working for us. It's in this donor advised fund yeah. making interest, right? Yes. Correct. So this is something that boy, if you and and again the. The plus side, there's two pluses. You're you're being philanthropic with your money. Correct. And you're being in a charitable way, but you're also helping yourself at tax time. Yes. And, you know, again, I want to uh, emphasize that this is set up to allow you to give money and benefit, you know, organizations that need our help. Yeah. Um, that's the number one goal. And then if you if you have well, assets have a- in, a, in an account that you're like, you know what, I'm just going to let that sit there because it's got so much gain in it. I'm probably not going to sell it and even use it for anything. So I was planning on giving anyway. Here's an opportunity where I can give this. And, and you're then, usually people have their favorite charity, you know, their hearts in, in whatever it is. There's a, there's a million of them out there, right? Correct. Uh, as long as they are set up as a, so what is it, 501C? Yes, 501C. Yeah. Yep. Good, uh, good stuff. So charitable giving. This is something that if you weren't working with an advisor, how would you know about this yourself? Yeah, a lot of people don't know about this. And so, you know, this is one of the things we cover with our clients is just going over, okay, what are the goals for this money? Do you want to start giving money away? And then as we talked no, about earlier, upside? Do yeah, you- do you have a plan for giving money away? Yeah. And what's the best way to handle, um, you know, and, and to give that money away? And this is a way to do that and yeah. benefit not only that organization, but also benefit. Yeah, benefits um, them. Yeah, benefits and, and you. Benefits you in, in in a few ways, as you yeah. pointed out earlier. Yeah, and, and you're doing a charitable thing. Uh, certainly, something to think about. Um, the donor advised fund is what you referred to, Joe. People have questions about anything on today's retirement clinic. Reach out to the Kowal Investment Group. And real quickly, let's go over these locations. Uh, I'll start with a website, thekowalway.com. Questions? You can call the office two six two. 522-4040, You're growing fast. You're in Waukesha at the world headquarters. Went growing fast. You've been in business 35 years. <laughs> I'm just saying you've got a lot of locations and some recent new ones. Yeah. Heartland. Yes. 
We uh, we have a location in Heartland where we've um, we acquired a practice there, and uh, we're very excited about that location and and new clients that we're meeting and yeah. getting to know, and so it's it's been a. A good partnership there. Another nice location is at Racine at the Highway 20 exit right off the freeway in Racine in Port Washington up in Ozaukee County. There is a Cowell Investment Office waiting for you, Phoenix, Arizona. And I said World Headquarters, that's in Waukesha. So all of this information is on the com. Joe Still with some final comments on the Retirement Clinic here in WS and we'll be right back. Back with Joe Still. Hey, it's the final minute of the retirement clinic with the Cowell Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Joe, how do you want to wrap it up? People have questions? Yeah, if, you know, the key is the do's and don'ts uh, in this bear market. I know it's really tough. I know it's emotional. There's so much fear, you know, uh, through the media. That That's all you hear about. Um, and, it, and if you are questioning, if you don't have a plan in place, if you are questioning your current plan, if you're worried, um, and just give us a call, 262-522-4040. We will help walk you through this. And the keys are, as we talked about earlier, the 24-hour rule. You know, when you're emotional, don't do anything for 24 hours. Hold right. off and wait. Um, and don't go in by your boss and say, you know what, and walk out the door and quit. Right. I'll right. take a breath. Yes. It's the same way in the stock market. Yes, yes. And, uh, and from a charitable standpoint those donor advised funds are a great option if you're looking at that yeah we hit on a lot today yeah. the sexy segment so charitable we talked about i bonds charitable giving the thrust of the show was the retirees do's and don'ts in a bear market and that's where we'll leave you get questions just call 262-522-4040 remember the Cowell investment group has an awesome website 35 years now they've been doing this at the check it out the Kowalway.com. Joe Still, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Paul. You too. And stay tuned. News is coming up next. Your weekend Fox 6 weather forecast as well, right here on WISN.